Hello and welcome to Flowing Into Awareness. I'm Christina Souza Ma, and with me is our beautiful Master Intuitive, Anatara. Hello, Anatara. Hello, Christina. <laughs> we have been here now in Akumel, uh, very close to Cancun, staying here. As you can see behind us is the gorgeous waves flowing and the blue skies. The palm trees are swaying. You think this is Hawaii? The warm weather, the humid air, the mermaids in the sea. Oh. Yes, yes. We have, to, we have to swim with the mermaids. I have been. Yeah, yes, she does. She does. Early in the morning, she's in the ocean, swimming, connecting to all the beautiful beings in the ocean, mm -hmm. in the sky, as she meditates at the Mayan ruins and on the beach, feeling mm. the wonderful energies that are here. Coming alive from the inside out. <laughs> I know. I know. Isn't, isn't that the way? Isn't that the way? Well, to leave a Canadian winter and step into, <coughs> into tropical water paradise. Yes, we're, of course, from being from L.A. <laughs> it's not so different for you. No, no, just a little damp, but all good, all very good. So, Anatara, um, as we've traveled through to the different ruins, we've, we've only basically done two together, which is uh, Chichen Itza and Ekbalam, mm -hmm. which Ekbalam is a ruin that they opened about three years ago. And it is to be older than Chichen Itza. Mm -hmm. And there is one even older that you had been present at 17 years ago when you were here, which is Koba. So Koba, I was told, was one of the first. And then Ekbalam and then Chichen Itza, uh, which is amazing because Ekbalam is the ruin that actually the Spaniards did not find. That's what I was told. So there are so many of the carvings and uh, petroglyphs that have not been destroyed. So it's very whole. Actually, they have not re have to restore a lot of that. So which we certainly magnificent. saw that. Yes, yes. So energetically, there wasn't that feel of a ruin mm -hmm. when you think of it, right? Mm -hmm. You know, to be able to see the sculptures of mm -hmm. the kings and the people there. Yeah. A ruin in, in its natural state, a ruin that speaks specifically about what happened there. Yes. You know, rather than having been touched up to tell us a story. Yes, you know. yes, correct. Um, the difference being that, that we had learned there was um, Koba and Ekbalam, they were actually more the, the centers of power. Mm -hmm the centers of power, like the cities, the center of power. Chichen Itza was more of a holy land, a holy place of worship. So, but these, so, these, so that was quite a difference. And seeing the way they were built and the energies that surrounded them was exceptionally different. <laughs> so Anantara, share with us what you, what you downloaded there. <laughs> I like that word. I like that experience mm -hmm. as well. In Ekbalam, as, as you've been describing, the, the ruins are tangible. Uh, you, you are able to walk on them, to touch them, to sit on them, to, to feel directly the energy of what the, what the rock has to say to you. And yes. there's no separation, there's no, uh, there's no distance between what you can allow yourself to, to accept and to feel. And, and in that everything has a field, has an energetic field, you know, even the, the tiniest blade of grass. At Ekblam, it, it is 
ancient, absolutely. And, and it, is, it is so real. It was mm-hmm. so real to me. When I found myself on some of the ruins barefoot, scrambling up and scrambling, scrambling down, wanting to leap from stone to stone, wanting to be my, you know, my Mayan billy goat self, <laughs> and, and feeling so safe and so um, integrated with the literal, the literal rock, the literal, you know, the, the form, the function, the, the shape of the rocks and of everything there. And when I got up to the very top of, of the main temple, I, I suppose, pyramid, and, and had, I had a very, very brief meditation, but it didn't take much and to, to achieve the experience I'm going to describe in a moment. And I had felt bits of it as we walked through the lower ruins to that, to that mm. highest, highest point. But when I got there and closed my eyes and was able to see from within what I had seen you know, many, many, many years ago, what I saw was myself as a, as a young, not so much an acolyte anymore within the, their priesthood. And, and, I, and I can't say anything about how the actual um, hierarchy worked because I don't know mm-hmm. any, any detail in here and now. But what I experienced then was that I was an acolyte. I was learning. I was being trained and, and having been chosen from birth to be of that, that lineage, I was being trained in the, in the form of the rituals. Mm. And I was being trained in the form of the beliefs, you know, rituals and beliefs being so integrated, so united. So I found that as I was learning the, the, the rules for being a priest, that there was a part of me, there was a source in me that could not accept it, could mm. not believe that that was a way that I must behave or that I must believe. There was too much... Uh, too much terror involved in some of the of the sacrificing. Mm. There was too much pain and fear involved in what they perceived to be the need to please the god, and 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 what I started to see was that it wasn't you know, the gods weren't asking for that, or that you know the the ethereal powers were not asking for that. Mm. It was the individual individual priests seeking power and the and the ruling parties, you know, mm-hmm. you're talking about it being a seat of power that we're looking for a way to control the individuals. The mm-hmm. same in all, in all society. Yes. I, I was just about to say, it's <laughs> almost like any organized religion. Exactly. Yes. So even though what I, what I feel and sense from the original Mayan, you know, beliefs, it was corrupted as everything is mm-hmm. and, and twisted to, to manipulate people and twisted to control things. Now, in that particular lifetime, I, I, found, I found something that sounded like my name. And often when I receive names of things in the past or the names of individuals, angel, angelic selves or mm-hmm. angelic guides, I get sounds and I get colors. But what I heard through this was something like Zatun. And, and I'm, so I'd like to investigate and just see what the sounds mean and if they do correlate to anything, mm-hmm. anything specific. So I'll do that eventually. <laughs> but as I heard that sound, the resonance in my body was a vibration of, of deep, deep movement. It was, it was more than just a, a resonance. I felt like I was vibrating. Mm-hmm. And, and what I saw about that lifetime was that I was quite adept at hearing hearing information and hearing messages from everything around. I could hear from the animals. I could hear from people. I could hear from the gods, mm-hmm. however we want to interpret what those sources are. And, and I was able to not predict, but I knew when, when, when disasters were coming. I knew mm-hmm. when eclipses were coming without using any of the, the other sources. I, I, I received very prophetic information and very beautiful information for, mm-hmm. for many people. So because of that, I was given a position of, of um, 
acknowledgement. I was highly acknowledged even as an acolyte. So I decided to take the chance of starting to speak about what really mattered, that it wasn't the warring, it wasn't the killing, uh, that it wasn't the need to believe that one, one city, one source, one type of people was mm-hmm. better than anyone else, that we didn't need that in our, in our society, and that if we were going to survive, literally to survive as a people and as a, as a race, as a society, as, as something here to assist in the, the movement on earth which is required, mm-hmm. uh, that we had to get rid of that. So I started to talk about it. And of course, it wasn't, it, it was received very well by some people, but not, not as well by a lot of the priesthood who were still, still scared yes. and still felt they were involved in the rituals and the hierarchy, and definitely not by the, by the, ultimate, the ultimate rulers. And there, I had given a, a prediction at some point, two or three years prior to this event that I'm going to describe, where I had said that if, if the truth if, if, if the earth's truth, if the holy sacred truth of existence was ever, uh, the, 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 the uh, if, how do I say this? If the voice for that truth were ever intercepted and destroyed, that disaster would, would happen um, within that particular city. Mm-hmm. So as I started to speak out, a lot of people remember that, that, you know, that, Talk, talk that I had given, and warned the warned the the ruler not to destroy me. And I wasn't destroyed, but I was definitely ostracized. I mm-hmm. had to leave, and and I went to another another part of of the Mayan you know Maya land, found a, a safe and and easy place to settle down with my wife and my children and live my life in in quite beautiful communication with the powers that mm-hmm. be. And and so so I, I had attempted it. I tried to to bring on the you know the information about about changing our ways, being in the heart, not being in the head, being in the in the focus of what really matters, not in what the mind thinks mm-hmm. matters, and 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 wasn't and, and wasn't destroyed because of it, but was actually given freedom because of mm. it. <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. It would have been very difficult for me to stay within the hierarchy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Very interesting because as you were talking, that's what I was envisioning. What was coming down was. The male figure, mm-hmm. very powerful, very, mm-hmm. very strong male figure, but with mm-hmm. so much of the feminine energy that was intertwined within that, fi- that yes. individual. And, and I have to say that the level of hostility within the priesthood changed <sighs> after the experience of, of my speaking out and then being mm-hmm. exiled. Mm-hmm. So that it, did, it did assist them in some way, even though the ultimate rulers did not mm-hmm. change. Mm-hmm. I mean, when, when, you, when, when you look at the sculptures or what's etched in the carvings there is so much about the human heart Mm -hmm. you know they they have the ones which jaguars are they must have ruled at some point because you know the lands uh, the jungle here because in most of the old paintings and most of the the structures they have benches in the shapes of jaguars right and um Mm -hmm. and also the serpents Mm -hmm. um and so many of them have these figures holding a human heart, mm-hmm. and it's not as sacrifice. That's the that's the misinterpretation yes. often. That it's in, in in assisting the heart to find the way to be the truth and express itself. Yes, and yes. and one of the very important, most important things I really picked up on our visit to the to the two ruins that we attended the other day was that it is such a mis, misinterpretation and a misguided idea that there ever had to be war. Mm. And that there ever had to be fighting and that there ever had to be killing and sacrifice. And that 
if there is a, a sort of a general vessel of available information for us here in, in Maya country, it is that we've missed the boat. And, and what is described and, and what we pay attention to even when we visit the ruins and what the, the guides feel that we need to know, helpful, but it's misguided if you don't balance it with the mm-hmm. other. It, it, right. it also misses the, the possibility to teach us about what we've just been talking about. Yes, absolutely. I, I completely concur with what you're saying. There, there's a certain beauty and a certain connection. And um, I was speaking to the guide saying that there is a, such a similarity between these ruins and the pyramids in Egypt. The energetic powers, the energetic value of them, because uh, for me, when I am around them, just to sit just for that moment on the land and to just be in that stillness for that moment, the energy and the shift and the, the, the flow of that power is Magnificent. Yes, and it's central power. It's it's real power. It is the power of reality, what I call reality. Mm -hmm. It's the power of existence. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's lovely. I mean, we we can go on and on, but, you know, (laughs) we we do know that we're kind of limited on time. We're going to complete this, and we're going to continue on the next. Thank you all for joining us today for Flowing Into Awareness. I'm Christina Suzuma, and with me is our beautiful Master Intuitive Anatara here in Cancun area, Mexico, and uh, we will be back with more. Thank you so much for joining us, and we look forward to spending time with you next time. Mm